Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode seven of Optimal Living Advice, the podcast where we take any questions you might have about the many struggles of life and get them answered for you here on the show. I am your host and narrator, certified life coach, Greg Audino, and we have a good question coming today. Before I get into it, I just want to say, not that this is entirely necessary, but I just like to be transparent with you people. Uh, we had a little bit of trouble transcribing the message, so it is paraphrased, but rest assured, ask our and listeners, the key points have been maintained uh, and we just trimmed the fat a little bit. Okay, so let's get her going. The question is, can you help me get rid of fear? I've started thinking more positively. I absolutely love it, but I've still got a bad thing inside and it's fear. I think it's because I don't deserve it. I love the positivity, but I've still got fear, and I would love for you to explain fear so I can get rid of it. Okay. Look, fear is natural. Fear is a natural, normal thing, and we all have it. It means different things for different people, and it comes out at different times, but we all have it somewhere or another. You can do all the self-work you want. You will still be put into fearful situations. That being said, Having this pressing desire to get rid of fear, while also natural, only perpetuates the problem and makes fear stronger than it has to be because you're resisting it. Fear is your brain's way of trying to look after you and keep you safe. It's your friend that's trying to protect you. Let it be your friend. As we all know, though, many times fear feels a lot more like self-sabotage than it does like our friend, but that's just because we don't put a lasso around it. And if a lasso isn't put around it, it gets increasingly out of control and harder and harder to be seen as a good guy, which it is. So let's take a breath. Remember that fear is our friend and break down ways of putting a lasso around it. Now, in your case, you're already at an advantage because of this commitment to positive thinking, which is really just a commitment to bettering yourself and that desire to change and overcome. That's half the battle. It's probably like four fifths of the battle. I can tell by the way you're asking this question, however, that you're not extracting all of the benefits that positive thinking has to offer. And frankly, many people aren't because the monstrous self-help platitude that is positive thinking is very misunderstood. It's a good thing, but not for the reasons it's advertised as, in my opinion. What I believe is crucial for you to do is reframe positive thinking and use it to improve your relationship with fear because they are not two separate entities. They have a lot to do with one another. The traditional approach to positive thinking or positivity or whatever you want to call it is it's going to be okay, or I believe everything is going to be okay. This is, hmm, this is a good means of not panicking and not stressing ourselves out too early. Sure. And when things do end up fine, you look like a genius and maybe even think that you used your brain power to move things around in the universe. But things don't always go well. And blindly telling ourselves beforehand that they will go well doesn't prepare us very well for handling that pain or stress when things don't go well. And this is how the common approach to positive thinking gets people in trouble. Yes, it, it prevents us from panicking before things actually transpire, but it really only accounts for half the possible outcome. Does that make sense? So to reframe this positive thinking in a healthier, more practical way, especially in regards to fear, we must shift the narrative from this will go well to I'll be okay if this doesn't go well. There's a very, very big difference. Struggle is going to come, all right? It, it just is. 
We can do a lot of self-work to perceive struggle differently, to see it as an opportunity to grow, to learn about ourselves or to toughen ourselves up, but it will still be there. And pretending that we can just will ourselves into a life without struggle, it's not realistic. What is realistic, though, is the fact that struggle doesn't have to define your life or run your life. Fear, however, is the illusion that struggle will run your life, that things will turn out poorly enough that you won't be able to handle it and your life will be worse off. So, use your willingness to think positive as a means of putting a lasso around fear. What are you fearful of? Get clear about that. What are the things you're holding back from doing? Why are you holding back? What beliefs do you have surrounding them? Once you have answers to these questions, get realistic about it. It's okay to admit that some of your thoughts are really just itty-bitty conspiracy theories. We all have them. This is a great example of where optimism and reality meet. These things you're fearful of don't really give you less value as a person. They don't make you you. You're probably the only person who thinks that they do because of the beliefs you've been exposed to. And that's okay. We all have beliefs like that. But it's harder to see when they're wrong when we're assessing our own beliefs rather than having an outside perspective, okay? Even if you do make a blunder, you're trying your best and doing what you think you have to do, right? So can you really be put at fault for that? And that brings me into the last part of your question that I want to address. And, you know, this is one of the times that answering these questions can be so hard because I just wish we could have a conversation about it and I could ask you more questions in person. But, alas. So, uh, you mentioned that you're not sure you deserve something. What do you feel you don't deserve and why? Now, I'm not suggesting that anyone necessarily deserves anything, but I am suggesting that whatever led you to this belief, whatever you feel you have to be punished for, is also a scenario in which you were doing the best you could do. We can't act beyond our own consciousness. And though we might hurt people sometimes, and you know, forgive me if I'm going off the rails here because I tend to do that, Though we might hurt people sometimes, we do it because one experience has led us to believe that that was what we had to do to somehow preserve ourselves. It can be sad when these things happen, very sad, but it doesn't mean that there was pure malice involved. That can be really hard to grasp, but think about how you've always done what you thought was right based on your own psychological makeup. You don't deserve or not deserve anything. I'm giving you permission to forgive yourself. And though I can't speak for anyone else, I think all of our listeners are as well, because we're all doing our best to get by. Yeesh, that uh, turned into a little bit of a rant, a little bit of a sermon this time. Uh, (laughs) This was an emotional question. Uh, I appreciate you sending it in and being vulnerable with something that obviously means a lot to you, though. And that said, guys, if you are sending your own questions in and I don't want to tell you how to express yourselves, but do try to be as specific as possible and maybe offer some personal history if applicable. It just helps me answer everything in greater detail, and I want to help you as much as I possibly can through one question and one answer. So uh, hop into my brain, ask yourselves what else I might want to know or need to know regarding each question before you send them in. Ah, well, think about it anyway. I don't know. My brain's a weird place. But That concludes today's episode, everyone. If you'd like to have one of your own questions answered, as I just alluded to, you can send them to advice at oldpodcast.com. That is advice at oldpodcast.com. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in. Really hope this helped everyone. And I hope to see you in the next one. All right. Bye for now.